plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. It is party time. Hello, welcome, Power Partners. This is the informational playground of Star Style. Be the star you are. We're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I'm here to help you seed and stimulate and support space for those incredible, positive, meaningful conversations that hopefully you will have today, tomorrow, and every day in the future. We want to catapult you from wishing upon a star to really believing that you already are a star because you are. Well, you know, that's what we say. Be the star you are. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity. Please visit the website, be the star you are.org. And while you're there, pick up copies of our trilogy, Be the Star You Are 99 Gifts, Be the Star You Are for Teens, and the newest one, Be the Star You Are Millennials to Boomers. And this is from Alan Cohen. He says, people who seek to become a star don't realize that they already are one. And I couldn't agree more. Well, today's show, we're going to be featuring in segment two, the wow mom, Ellen Mongan, will be with us. She is a contributor to Be The Star You Are. She wrote the gifts of the gift of wings in Millennials to Boomers celebrating gifts of positive changes in a changing digital world. And she's also the host of her WOW podcast. She writes monthly columns for the Augusta Chronicle newspaper, is a blogger, a founder of Little Pink Dress Ministry, Women Fest conferences, and it goes on and on. She's also the mother of seven and um, a grandparent as well with she and her husband and she's they're talking about her book that is um, Wow Moms It's Best Wisdom and we she has a lot of fun things to say so this will be an unforgettable show for all you moms out there so, and I think you'll get it that you don't have to be super mom you just have to be that star that you are in our third segment we're going to touch a bit on virtual reality That is the technology that's been promised for decades, and it's finally arrived for regular consumers. But is it just a Hollywood entertainment, or is it a parlor game, or can we really use it for health and wellness? And are we going to develop that emotional bond between ourselves and our avatars? We will find out. So you have to stay tuned for the whole show to talk about some virtual reality. But roses, not too long ago, the very esteemed rose cultivator, David Austin, died. And he, um, his roses are actually some of my very favorites. He has quoted, it's a mixture of science, skill, and luck. And while you must look after the general health and vigor of the rose, it's always vital to concentrate on the essential beauty of the flower you're breeding and try to enhance it. And for me... 
it's kind of like Ethel Merman said, everything is coming up roses. So when we think about um, roses, I think that it's really important to know what the roses symbolized. There's evidence in fossils that indicates the wild roses as ancient as 35 million years. And that the allure of roses dates back more than 5,000 years when cultivation began in China. So it's kind of no wonder that the rose has symbolized beauty and love and politics and war for the past five centuries in our modern world. Roses possess a classic beauty. They are unrivaled in diversity of shapes and sizes, colors, fragrances. The blooms can be solitary. They can be delicate. They can be semi-double, open-cupped, rosette, pom-pom, peony-like, buttoned, ruffled. They could be single-stemmed or present a bouquet of several blossoms on a stalk. Newer disease-resistant varieties, they brag continuous flowering from the first bud in spring to the final pruning in winter. And best of all, with little know-how, roses are actually one of the easiest plants to grow in our gardens, and they offer perennial joy. You can plant them in a formal garden bordered by boxwoods, or you could add varying heights of roses to a casual mixed backyard bed. Pop them in some containers to add elegance to a porch, a patio, or a balcony. You can train climbers and ramblers to grow on arches and gates and trellises and fences and walls and adding some vertical appeal. And um, in our hardiness zone, uh, which is here in California, you can also plant bare root roses. Well, you can plant bare root roses in the winter months, wherever there isn't snow. So I wanted to just to give you a quick lesson on how to plant bare root roses. First of all, decide where you want to plant the roses. Now, although some varieties are going to tolerate a reasonable amount of shade, most roses require at least four hours of daily sunshine. Once you know the where, you can decide the which. Peruse rose catalogs, visit your nursery. You want to purchase the right rose for the right purpose. Make sure that the bare root roses you select are healthy and sturdy. If planting more than one, it's best to purchase the same color and type of rose in uneven numbers. For example, buy three or five of the same rose for a really preferable impact. Now, when you're buying them, you also want to make sure that they're not dead. And so the roots should still be moist and the wood shouldn't look like it is dead wood. Um, even though they're bare roots. So that is really critical. Now, when you get them home, soak your roses overnight in a bucket of water and that'll rehydrate them and really do it overnight. Some things will say, oh, for a few hours, but I have always found that if you do it overnight, you're in much better shape. Dig a hole that's large enough to allow the roots to spread. Spade the soil well and then add some compost. Mix it in, really mix it well. And then after removing each rose from the bucket, Place the bare roots of each rose in a separate hole. Now, the bottom of the stems need to be two or three inches below the top of the hole. Spread out the roots. And if you need to cut any of the anything that's dead, do cut it at this time. Then you replace the soil. Tap around the rose with your foot until the ground is firm. Water slowly and deeply because you want to get the water back onto those roots that had done soaking in water before and then add mulch to the top uh, with bark shredded wood pine needles 
and you want the mulch to be about three inches of thickness and keep it about two inches away from the trunk of the rose. Now, this will prevent erosion. It can control temperature variations. It's going to suppress weeds, and it's going to make for a very pretty presentation. And maintenance of your rose garden. So this is something that you do all year round. Watering properly is the key to healthy roses. When you water deeply without flooding, you want to be very cognizant of a sprinkler system to assure that your roses are not over or under irrigated. And one thing about roses is they really do not like being watered from the top. In other words, if you have um, a sprinkler system that, you know, is a nozzle spray that just, you know, goes and they don't like, you'll probably end up with some mildew. They really like to be watered from the bottom. So if you can either water them with a hose or a, um, or drip irrigation or any kind of sprinkler system where the nozzle is going to be just within a few inches of the, of, of the, of the ground. Fertilize in the month of March, then approximately eight weeks apart, starting in May through September. And for the, your first uh, feeding, I always like to use um, alfalfa pep- pellets that are mixed with a diatomaceous earth. So you, could, um, you can try that as well. And it just seems the alfalfa pe- pellets, you know, add that nitrogen and the diatomaceous earth somehow just prevents a lot of different diseases. It gives, it gives your roses a, a good start. And I do this for all roses. I'm not talking just bare root. Any roses that you have planted, even ones that have been in for years. Now, there are new varieties of roses that are much more disease resistant. But still, even so, you may find black spot, rust, or powdery mildew. These seem to be the culprits that we have to control. And uh, if any leaves fall, destroy them. Don't put them in your compost pile. Pick them up and destroy them. Now, if you have a plethora of other flowers, your garden is going to develop a more natural ecosystem, and that'll keep most pests away. Now, aphids, if you get aphids, they can be sprayed with soapy water, or you could introduce ladybugs. Deadhead as flowers wilt and prune stems back one and a half feet after flushes of flower to shape your plant. Or you can just keep your rose bush shaped in the way that you want. You know, it's really, they're not, um, they're not fussy. I mean, we think roses are fussy, but they're really not. You can really kind of chop them up and, and they do come back. Uh, the other thing is when you do some companion planting, like if you put lavender around roses, which is a wonderful thing, you're going to keep the uh, bugs away. So consider planting other things around your roses. Then uh, once a year, usually towards the end of January or through February, you want to heavy prune your roses, removing any dead, diseased, or damaged stems. And then old wood can be cut from older roses to encourage fresh growth. Shrub roses can be pruned a third to two-thirds. Hybrid teas and floribundas should be pruned to three-quarters. And then you want to leave ramblers alone or just shape them according to your wishes. And again, remove dead wood on climbers and cut the year's flowering stems back to three-quarters. Now, if you are in an area where um, you have snow, then you'll probably have to prune earlier. So 
for the western states and the southern uh, states, usually January and February are the times to prune. But if you're in the northwest or you're in the northeast, the year the time for you might be December. So go according to your schedule. And whether you decide to cultivate shrub roses, old roses, rambling roses, climbing, hybrids, trees, floribundas, you're going to be rewarded with beauty, fragrance, and the ability to create some sweet-scented arrangements throughout the year. So, you know, give your loved one a bouquet of roses or a, a bare root plant. You could double the pleasure. And just remember that everything is coming up roses. When we come back from break, Wow Mom Ellen Mongan will be with us, and we will be discussing her book as well as having her read her chapter The Gift of Wings, from Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers. Stay with me. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, hello again. It's Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and we are glad that you have joined us. So coming up with us is going to be Ellen Mongan, and I'm going to just tell you a little bit about her before that she joins our conversation. And we call her the Wow Mom because she is uh, the author of a Wow Mom, which is an, a forthcoming book. She, it's a rewrite of 
mom's best wisdom, but she is also the um, the host of the podcast, Wow Mom. And what she likes to say is a wow mom never takes a journey alone. So she likes to gather her favorite moms each week, and she, uh, Ellen leads a Bible study as a guide. She is a writer, a motivational speaker, and she writes a monthly column for the Augusta Chronicle newspaper. She's a blogger for Catholic Mom, Women of Grace, Elizabeth Ministry International, and the founder of Little Pink Dresses. She is a mom, uh, the wife of Deacon Dr. Patrick Mongan. They have seven children and a um, 13 grandchildren, which is amazing. So her vocation and calling has definitely been a ministry. So uh, Ellen, are you there with me at the moment? I, I'm not sure. No, okay, she's not there yet. So when we come back, uh, when she comes back, we'll do it. Uh, we'll talk with Ellen. But while I'm waiting, I'm going to move into how are your New Year's resolutions coming? You know, uh, we have to always chase those right goals, identifying the why of what we're doing. And so often after we have made New Year's plans, within just a couple of weeks, we've already given them up. So we need to do a gut check and then be very mindful of what our plan is going to be for the year. Well, Ellen is with us right now, so I'm going to welcome Wow Mom Ellen Mongan onto Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hi, Ellen. Hey, Cynthia. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, I have a hard but, time on the Skyping. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. I mean, your life has been rather upside down for the last couple of months. You just moved into a brand new house and you've been, you know, been hunting, house hunting before that. So that's a lot of work. So welcome. Thank you. And I'm so glad to um, know that you're doing so much to um, help people to, you know, be the star they are. you are. I just Thank I took a you. today to read... I'm coming to read the book today a little more, so I hope we're going to chat about some of the chapters. Yes. Well, you know, we're going to jump right into that because I already, before you came on the air, I uh, gave your bio and told our listeners about you and how we're calling you Wow Mom and that you, uh, <laughs> we, all the things that you do and being the mom of seven and um, grandmother of 13 and, and wife and, you know, and plus the podcasts and the writing and all of it. But we were very delighted that you wrote the chapter, The Gift of Wings, in our new book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. And I thought that this is the perfect time for to kick off this uh, segment with you reading that chapter, and then we're going to get into what the, the, your book that you have been working on, the Wow Mom, the the best wisdom uh, Bible study, and what you want to yes, talk about you. with that. Okay, so if you okay, don't mind, sure. Ellen is going to read the gift of wisdom. I mean, not gift of wisdom, the gift of wings, which <laughs> having wings is wisdom, Ellen. Right. Well, I want you to know first before I start, Cynthia, this is just hilarious for like you know, it's a senior with life. I put on my stewardess uniform today because I was going to be reading the, the gift of wings, right? And then you know, I it's, love it's it, funny. and I bet you fit into it, knowing you, right? You fit into it. it. I thought was well, so my husband loved it. I'm going to say this. But I'm going to read it now, and it was just funny because you know, 
we we all see ourselves as like that 19-year-old stewardess, you know, exactly. whatever you were at 19. We never see ourselves as like seniors with life or middle-aged women. Or So here we go, the gift okay. of wings Okay. by Ella Mangan. If you had wings, what would you do? Would you fly like an eagle? Would you soar like a seagull? Would you spread those feathers proudly like a peacock arrayed in all its glory? Let me tell you something you may not know. We all have wings. They are hidden inside of our souls for us to try them on for size. They are like the present on Christmas morning that we have not yet opened. Life is an adventure. You unwrap your gift of wings when you're ready. Where will you go? What will you do? It's all up to you. With the gift of wings, the sky is the limit. You can fly if you try. As a young teen, I wanted to be a stewardess. The dream of flying the friendly skies persisted until at the age of 19, my dream did come true. I was hired as one of the first stewardess, well, it was called flight attendants in, in nowadays, for a brand new airline called Air Florida. It was based in Miami. The day I got my wings was one of the happiest days of my life. Being both too short and too young for the job did not stop my Heavenly Father from answering my prayer. It was at the moment they pinned my shiny gold wings on my bright orange Air Florida stewardess uniform that I grasped the meaning of the words, nothing is impossible with God. Each time I took my jump seat on the Boeing 707 jet to prepare for takeoff, my heart soared. Sometimes I felt like I had already left the ground even before the plane took off. Just out of sheer excitement. Being a flight attendant fit my personality and my lifestyle perfectly. Airfloor was nicknamed the Disney World Airline because many of our passengers board the plane for the Magic Kingdom in the morning, sporting those Mickey Mouse ears in the morning. And on the return flight, they carried out a goofy smile and a heart filled with joy as their souvenir. Disney was a novelty in those days. We lived the song, Where Dreams Come True, along with our passengers. If you listened closely on a flight, you might have heard us singing a happy tune. It might have been, It's a Small World, or If You Had Wings. The wings God gave me that day sent me on flight to do many things I never knew I could do before, and to become what I never thought possible. First of all, I fell in love with and married a man named Patrick. He's a medical school, I mean, medical student with a boyish grin, and seven years my senior. We had eight children. I barely had babysat before. My wings had grown larger as more of my dreams became a reality. I was a host of a healing radio called MM Radio, and I wrote for a magazine, a blog, and now I write for Catholic Mom, Elizabeth Ministry, a Woman of Grace, and the Augusta Chronicle. I launched my own website and created a blog. Since fashion was always my passion, I now do modeling, too, as a hobby. All aboard... Welcome to my flight of fancy. No matter what your age, you too can choose your own adventure on your journey through life. Have you discovered that you have wings? What will you do? Where will they take you? The sky is the limit. Do not be afraid to try. There are so many possibilities and nothing is impossible. Take the time to dream big. Say your prayers and know that with true purpose and passion, God will give you the gift of wings, just like he gave me. He wants you to be free and to be the best you you can be. We're all fearfully and wonderfully made for a purpose. Open up the gift inside your heart today and try out those wings. I hope you fly high enough to reach your dreams, but low enough to land safely home. You want wings and 
you don't spread them too widely so they won't land you safely in the arms of those who love you. As Winston Churchill, fam- Churchill famously said, never give up, never, ever give up. Think of what a dis- difference you can make in this world if we all had wings and learned to fly. You can fly if you try. What are you waiting for, my friend? It's time for you to soar. Spread those wings and fly. Up, up, and away. Now, do you want me to read the, um, the exercise? Yes, because that's well? so fun. Yes, read the exercise. I love the exercise, okay, thank too. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you all try this at home. It's kind of a fun thing. Up, up, and away exercise. For this exercise, you'll need a few things. A quiet place, a notebook, a ballpoint pen, some magic markers, and a beach towel or a blanket. Choose a day that you can be alone. Plan to de- dedicate an hour to this exercise. You'll be making up your own dream book. It's time to dream big. Remember, nothing is impossible. For first of all, one, fly over to your favorite outdoor spot, a quiet place to be alone. Second, put out your towel or your blanket and relax for a few minutes, maybe five, until you are calm inside and breathe deeply. Now, three, take out your notebook. Choose a title for your notebook and write it on the outside. Place your name on your notebook. Four, decorate your notebook in a favorite colors by drawing your favorite things. Color it any way you like using your magic markers. Five, on the first page of your notebook, write dreams that have come true. Pause and jot down what comes to mind. Take a five-minute pause and continue freely writing. Free flow writing. On the next page, write dreams I'm waiting for. Write down all the dreams you're waiting. Pause for five minutes. Then continue free flow writing. Now, on the third place, page, write dreams I'm hoping for. Pause again and add some more. Each week, number eight, repeat the exercise. As dreams become a reality, record the date and all the thoughts of gratitude. Gratitude is most important. Finally, relax at your blanket. Open your eyes wide and look up at the sky. Dream bigger now and know the sky is the limit. Grow wings. Remember, you cannot fly if you do not try. You must dream big, put forth effort, and keep on trying. Never give up. Journal your dreams, applaud your successes, and learn from your failures. You know, many people fail before they succeeded. Look them up. The Beatles, Thomas Edison, even Einstein, and especially Walt Disney. Look what he did with his wings. If you were born without wings, if you were born without wings, do nothing to prevent them from growing. That's, that's a quote from this channel. So we thank you, Lord. I mean, thank you for this chapter. I hope you all try it because, you know, I just, I just think that everyone has wings and they all fly as high as they try. Mm-hmm. I think it is a wonderful, wonderful chapter because I really like the idea that we can all grow wings and even if we think we can't. And your flight of fancy, uh, fancy was so important because this is something you, when you actually got your wings, it really was one of the happiest days of your life, besides getting married and having your children, of course, right? Oh, surely, surely, but, yes, yes. So but I am cracking up that you are that you are wearing or put on your flight attendant. When we called them stewardesses <laughs> in those days, right? Your stewardesses, because I'm sure you were just totally adorable, because you were such a fashionista. You you get dressed up for everything. So, right? <laughs> yes. I do. I just, I go with some, I tell my husband, I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm dressing up just for you. And I, I think, because, you know, Southern, Southern, ladies, Southern women. Kind of thing. I don't know. I just, I just like it. Um, you know, I was thinking, though, as I was reading Cynthia, I was thinking about, 
You know, we all have wings, right? You have wings, right. I have wings. And don't you like to be around those people that, that make your wings fly instead yes. of those ones that clip your wings? You know, I'm yes. just thinking, like, you tend to be as a human being to be around someone that makes you, you know, gives, encourages you and says, you know, you could do it. Versus that, you know, it's really important. That we yeah, help, yeah, we need people children. that have their cups half full. And actually, talking about encouragement, this is one of the things that you uh, speak about, write about, uh, and teach is uh, encouragement for moms to their children, encouragement just in life. And I am so with you. I mean, it, it, we have choices. We can be a criticizer or we can boost people up. So why not choose to boost people up? That's what this show's all about. That's what the book's all about. That's what your book's all about. I think so. And that, and that, that makes it like, you know, we have to look for opportunities to, to encourage the people even we, that we don't even know. You know, those ones right. we don't even know along the way. So I appreciate you writing the book because I did read a few chapters today and, and I, I liked a lot of them. You know, last time I talked to the ones you wrote, but I liked a lot of the ones I read today. And they were, I was liked especially, and you'll probably remember the title of it, the one with the little girl was uh, moved every year and she was an artist. And yeah. at first she was lonely and tried to meet people. I was very touched by it. Because I was yeah. a new girl all the time, and I danced. And she brought out how the arts was something special she did. So right. I don't know. I was blessed by that today. So I want to thank you again for writing it. And that some, sometimes you have a bad day. You pull out the book, be the star you are, and you cheer up. You know, you just go, okay, I'm just going to read one more chapter I haven't read. And you go, wow, that uplifted me. I thought about it all day. That we have to, some people are artists, and some are, you know, stewardesses, our moms, and whatever we're called to be. Be the best we can be. That we can be. Share your gift with others. Well, I appreciate you saying that. That chapter was actually written by Brigitte Gia, who um, is a a longtime teen volunteer with Be the Star You Are and became one of our head um, teen radio hosts on Express Yourself. And it's so interesting because. She just, you know, she's an incredible artist, but she never really had confidence, as you were saying, because she was constantly the new girl. She would sit in a corner and, you know, and she would just doodle. And she never looked at her art as being anything special until uh, somebody actually was like, oh, my gosh, how do you do that? You know, can you teach me? It was like, do what? And that's the thing about life, isn't it, is that we all have specialties. And I have to just go back to one thing that um, that you were talking about as being a stewardess and getting your wings, because I found this really funny is, you know, um, <laughs> last year, well, I, we when after my mom um, died, uh, I had to, my brother and sister and I were going through all the things, you know, you have to do those things those things and but we're finding amazing letters and all these things well I found a letter to my sister from TWA the flight you know the and they were inviting her to be a flight attendant and it was so funny they sent her a flyer which uh, is I mean it's probably the same kind of requirements that you had when you went through it of how, you know, how tall you had to be, how much you had to weigh, and how <laughs> you had to smile, right? <laughs> the attitude, and it was so, and it and how you had to have perfect manners, and they were going to teach you how to cook a Chateaubriand, as well as how to coach you in, you know, having flighty conversation. And I just, I thought, oh, I can't wait to tell Ellen this, because um, I know how. How much you loved it, and it was just so fun to see it with the uniforms and everything. And I still have my wings from my my flight days. 
Yeah. Pardon do you me? still have your wings? Do you still have your wings that you no, wear? I don't have my wings. I was trying to look for something. I go, what should I do at wings? But I say, the stewardess has changed. You know, he changed it to flight attendant. Now right. there's men. And it was really kind of like in those days, they didn't emphasize as much being a safety patrol on the right. board. You know what I'm saying? Now that's what it's as about. The, the, yes. So that was important. So um, that is hilarious. So I knew it. Well, you were a hostess. TWA it- stewardess. And you had to be attractive, and you had to have your hair a certain way, and your makeup. Oh, yeah, that was a big thing. They were sending, you had uh, six weeks of training, and part of it was uh, makeup, setting the table. You know, it was really interesting, yeah. because it's very, but very... But then we did have to take the doors off and slide down the slide, and all those fun things as well that were, you know, we didn't realize at that time I was 19, what a responsibility, so I do it appreciate was. that. It really was. Well, let's get to what you're doing right now, because first of all, you um, host a podcast called Wow Mom. I was very fortunate to be a guest on that not too long ago, so I thank you for that. But you also have um, written a book, Mom's Best Wisdom Bible Study, but um, you are actually rewriting or doing another edition. And I read the whole book, and I love how honest you are about your own life. And one of the things that you said, <laughs> no, I think that it was it's so great because you talked about when, you know, the importance of teaching your kids as much as you can and let them cook with you and clean and giving them chores and all this. However... Your mom did everything for you, so that when you got married, you said you didn't know how to do a thing. <laughs> I heard a maid the first week, and you were like, wait a minute. That uh, is exactly know, why you, Yeah, where your husband was, you know, is like a penny saved is a penny earned. You're like, wait a minute. First class only costs a little bit more. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and so you grew, you grew up differently, and you just had, you shared how you had to learn things. And, you know, then you went... To have uh, eight children, unfortunately, you you had a, a baby die at birth, which is just the heartbreaking. Unless you go through a death of a child, I don't think a parent can ever know. I don't think you can ever really yeah. experience that because you never forget. That's a hole in your heart forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mm-hmm. but I like the thing. way that you celebrated his life. You know, even it was two hours. It's it was uh, well done, but. You talk about the beauty of being a mom and a wife and with your seven kids and what you did. But uh, one thing that really stuck out, too, is how you always did take an hour for yourself every day and how critical it is. Do you want to just elaborate? Because it, it doesn't have to Can be I put that in the book? I'm going to read my book. Cause I was, that was the point I was going to say. My regret is I didn't take enough time for myself. So I put it in the it's book. I book. It says that, that well. you took. Oh, it says that you took an hour every day. Oh, you have it for my prayer time. It's my prayer time. Not a self, self. Um, you know how the, you know how important it is for women to take time for themselves. I didn't do that. I took time with the Lord, and I want to say that's one mistake. I would say I regret of raising my children. I didn't take time for me, and I teach women too nowadays. You know. Your husband wants you to look presentable, of course. I did do that part. But he want to take time that you could maybe go for a bike ride or exercise. And yes. So I was going to say, the, I wrote, read the whole book about how I didn't know how to do anything. And this is the amazing part about life is that you can learn things you know, like old dogs do tricks. But I was a young dog. And God gave me a girl, gal named Brenda Tilly. She's a sweet southern gal from Atlanta. And I met her in Utah. 
of all things. And um, she taught me how to do everything. I, I promise you, I, had, I really had no skills. My husband had to teach me how to wash clothes. The, <laughs> of course, the maid would do the one. We had, one, we had a one-room apartment in Gainesville, Florida. Pat was a med school at you know Gatorland. And she would do everything, and I would lay in the pool and just relax. And that's what I thought life was like. And my husband would go, when I had all the seven children, he was like, honey, your life is a breeze. I said, no, my life is a breeze. I was laying on the blue raft at the pool before I had the children. Because, you know, we, we think that we think that life is just like one big pool ride on a, on right. a raft. But really, the joy that you have in motherhood is outweighs, you know, the workload that you have in the day of being a mother. I, I was Especially amazed. when you look back <laughs> on it. Sometimes when you're I mean, in the middle of it, you're like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to make it through the next half hour, right? But when exactly, you look back, you're so happy <laughs> the way that you did things because especially if your kids turned out to be, you know, good kids, that's what you want. That's what you want is happy, well-adjusted kids. And besides that, you know, the beauty of teaching your children to do skills like like maybe one child would cook with me and one would one would um, hold the baby while I exercise and one would one would possibly um, they would possibly you know start setting the table and my children are very accomplished in all the domestic skills that I was not when we have a family gathering and that's the reward of having a lot of children you you know as well you come from a big family but you have all the children together and the grandkids they don't want to leave at the end of the holiday celebration. They, they have so much fun together just enjoying each other. And isn't that fa- what family's all about anyway? Mm-hmm. Not the mm-hmm. cooking and cleaning that has to be done. I have a couple girls that actually enjoy doing the, the, that more than they're just experts at that. And I think, I don't know, I just think it's rewarding. Holidays are the most fun, and the grandkids always cry. They hug each other and they say, We don't want to leave. Because, it's not me and Papa. They want to be their cousins. They love us. But, uh, yeah. So but you know, that's important that to just to really get to know your cousins and to love your cousins and all of that. Um, I, and when getting back to what you said about getting some time for yourself, I really do think it's critical. You said when, in your book on week eight, Mother's Day Out, you do talk about, uh, you say you're not oh, a yeah. super mom and that every mom needs a break and that you mm, would always true, true. have this, you'd have an hour a day or you'd ask your husband, you know, to give you an hour off or you'd trade with a friend and you would have that hour either it would be like your prayer hour when the kids were playing, but it could also be something else. And that also that once a week you'd hire a babysitter to come in from. Now that um, I would do. And Pat did not. And that sounds really babies. smart. He, yeah, he li- he did not like preschools. He went, I taught the kids at home, kind of like a homeschool from mm-hmm. the time they're two. We did projects and we did like a little preschool in the house. But the trade-off was I got to go away one day a week till like three and the base would come in, whoever was little. I, I would have like three children at home almost all the time. Just there was, you know, you'd so many of them, right? Home. So you would have to have to have like a little bit of a break, and it was very important because you, you know, how it is when you look forward to that date night with your husband. You know, then it's like refreshment from the week of putting in time. I literally did have seven loads of laundry a day, and then I had oh. fifteen or twelve carpools. You know, so it was it was a needed, and it was also a blessing. So. For me personally, though, I was going to say, when I look back on my motherhood days, you forget the hard work just like you forget the labor pains. Yes. You forget the discipline 
just like you forget the um, paying for those girls' weddings. You know what I'm saying? I have a lot of girls. I thought you do, you always remember the me- memories. You don't always remember which child said the funny thing. You know, like who said that? You know, one child, one child was very comical, and I wrote down it in one of my books. I wrote like 40 books, and one I wrote, funny things kids say or funny things come in small packages. And I wrote all the funny things. I thought I'll never remember. So I do it. Tell women too. Please write those funny things down. It too, they're very funny. And they go, which kid was? <laughs> and isn't it fun to look back at those? I mean, it's just really fun. I think, especially when you're at a family uh, family gathering and you can read them. I we again, we've been finding all kinds of uh, old letters and old and cards that we wrote our own parents or our grandparents or things that. Uh, our parents wrote each other and all this, and we just laugh and laugh and laugh. And then I just think that those are, it's really important to save these memories. The other thing, because um, we're already running out of time, Ellen, <laughs> it always goes know, fast when, like you know, when you're having fun. But you talk about yes, the importance right. of vacations and um, creating memories with your family. Oh, that's so and that's mm-hmm. something that you've always done. You would go without going out to eat or whatever, but... You always created memories by taking a family vacation. And you know where our family vacation was, Cindy, you'll love this. We always went west because my in-laws and my husband loved the west. My mother-in-law was from the west. And Pat's only brother was from West Germany. He married a German gal. So every year, Kim and Hannah would fly in from West Germany with their two children. And our whole family, the Mongans, would take two or three cars and we'd go west the entire month of you know, one wow. month in the summer. And my kids have been in every, well, every state there is, I think, and they have just great memories of cousins again, but then just traveling the country. But then if we, we didn't have, you know, when you have seven children, even if your husband's a doctor like mine, you yeah. don't have extra monies. So right. we just didn't have like, you know, a thousand things to do. So I would make memories at home. In those days, y'all would laugh. Pat would give me $20 a week two in the summer to do something fun. And we do one day a week. It could be fun day. You know, it's going to be fun day. We think of what we could do for fun. Sometimes it was those videos. We used to go get at the video store and popcorn and movies and candy and a ton of friends come in. You know, you can make fun things. Anywhere. They're fun that don't cost a lot of money. So yeah, someone out there I mean, is listening. We, we only Pardon camp. Me? We only camped as because we were seven, um, you know, family of seven, and they're just, we only camped. And the only time we were ever in a motel is we went to Disneyland once, and all of us were in one room on <laughs> two beds, <laughs> which reminded me of your story of the family bed. But let's send people to your website so they can find out all that you're doing. It's Little Pink dressministry.com or is there a different one because you have a few different websites um, the website little... is, is kind of being rediscovered it's being like right. redone by my daughter because we're getting ready to branch out some of the books that are as uh, the books coming out the books should be out soon at, at Amazon and at um, Books a Million those different stores in a, but it'll be on the website she will make it, it will be www.littlepinkdressministry.com I'm almost positive but you can go to my my name, if you Google my name, it's the best, Ellen Mongin, because then you can find all the things I do do. I do a lot of writing. I write for the different blogs. That's the best way to find information. I'll probably put some of it out there. Like when I did your interview, I put it on CatholicMom.com, and they have still it on their website this day. Someone wants to watch it. So, yeah, that's how I do it. And I'm, I'm just, a, you, you know this, Cynthia, from the two times we've got together on air, 
I am not electronic, and I don't even type, just like I'm yeah, a mother. Okay. And Jimmy, everybody <laughs> said, and I, I learned as I go, and I've Pat's in here trying to help me. I'm walking around in my steward's uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love just, it. I'm sure he is loving this. But, you know, I but, just read your article that you posted um, uh, uh, that's called Will You Accept This Rose? That was really, really a, a very touching article. So I encourage everyone uh, just Google Ellen Mongan, M-O-N-G-A-N, or you can go to littlepinkdressministry.com. And uh, this is something that you're going to be doing with your girls, right? Or you are doing it with your girls. This is what you're launching That's right the now. Changes. I'm trying. I'm trying. To, you know, yeah. they're on the baby-making stage, but we try. This is, we're going to be trying to have women's conferences in Florida with two friends, Jane Ann Pomperick and June Council. And we'll be bringing it to Florida soon. So women of all ages and stages of life just get together. And, you know, women need women. That's why That's I do the right. mentoring. Well, they need uh, women. They have to have someone to cry on their shoulder and say, I don't like my hair today. And tomorrow they say, I like my hair. And I like you. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for being on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you for writing that wonderful chapter, The Gift of Wings, and sharing the wings with all of us and letting us all know that we have the ability to spread our wings and fly. And most of all, that we can be the best moms ever just by being who we are. So uh, when her books come out, make sure to check them out. Ellen Mongan, M-O-N-G-A-N. Thank you, Ellen, for being on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you, Cynthia. We'll get the other guy on air, and I'm going to fly on down to my husband. <laughs> okay, you fly. Okay. I'm in. You fly. you got to let me know how that goes, girl. <laughs> You're I don't my students. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Work and family balance are critical, and more companies are realizing that if their employees enjoy enough time with family and loved ones, their long-term productivity at work increases. Employers can take steps to make the workplace a more supportive and flexible environment. Make it acceptable for people to talk about their families. With so many single parents and a majority of women in the workforce today, everyone from the CEO to the janitor is juggling to have a life of balance. Open communication about family commitments and work duties is imperative if we are going to transform and transfuse our culture with family-friendly companies. Your children and your company will be the real winners. Influent balance in your personal life for a better bottom line. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be the Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be the Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. 
Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling. Well, flying with Ellen was really fun, and now we're going to talk about virtual reality for a couple of minutes. It's a technology that's been promised for decades, but it's really available now to regular consumers via a range of devices that are providing a 360-degree simulation that allows viewers to fly like Superman, swim with the sharks, roam the streets of Paris. There are several competing VR headsets that are out on the market. Some are just a few bucks for cardboard view master-like goggles that can hold a smartphone. Some are six, $700, not including the PC needed to run the software. And some are flashier and, you know, more expensive. But virtual reality has been joined by two closely real- related technologies, which is augmented reality and mixed reality. And both involve superimposing simulated objects and information over real center- uh, scenery. So you could think of like Pokemon Go, where animated creatures appear on your phone's camera viewfinder. Now, the developments of all three ideas is just racing along, and it's fueled by this abiding belief that soon everyday people, just like myself, are going to crave a new way of seeing the world. Now, I was just traveling in India, and I said that uh, to people, is that I had to go now because pretty soon I'd probably be putting on goggles and deciding not to see all the pollution and the poverty and um, all the rest of the squalor and just see it in 3D. So global sales are just like booming now. And the most avid VR explorers, of course, are video game enthusiasts. But researchers think that the sense scrambling power of virtual reality might be even more transformative if it's used by other audiences. And they're looking at older adults because they're not going to be playing games, but they will be traveling the world, sharpening their brain function, alleviating pain, and maybe even traveling through uh, time itself. So a lot of people are saying, you know, seniors can't be high tech, but every day scientists are discovering new ways that technology can improve the lives. And those innovations um, include virtual reality. So um, what it is really helping with is there are uh, programs that can help lower blood pressure, and it is actually trending in retirement communities, assisted living, hospitals, and doctors' offices. Now, um, the exciting thing with with virtual reality is it's not going to go away, and we it is probably going to get into the medical fields sooner than later. And it's something that we are all probably going to look forward to because there's going to be some therapeutic uses 
there are um, we're going to be able to find out like somebody who has dementia might be able to connect with a past passion and take a program that's going to be of interest to them and it can be tailored to their cognitive level and their mobility issues. Um, and of course, maybe we can move through time. Maybe we can you know look at the past, look at the future. And a key advantage over other kinds of technology is that virtual reality is going to be easier to use. And for medical purposes, maybe it'll help with burn victims, children with leukemia undergoing painful treatments. Uh, It's... um, You know, it might be an illusion of being transported to an icy scene where it's so powerful that you could overcome the power, that intense pain of wounds. So entertainment and gaming are going to drive the price down, but what's going to make the difference, it's going to be in wellness and health. So stay tuned because virtual reality is going to be coming soon and it's going to be coming a communication platform that it's going to be superior to email and social media and probably all the tools that we think are so cool right now you know we used to just type uh, and now we text and um, that's just has probably put more barriers with people but pretty soon we're going to be able to be with one another through virtual reality well that's our show for today I hope you will spread your wings and fly and thank you for allowing me to be with you Every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m., you can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Be The Star You Are, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. If you'd like to book a coaching session with me, Cynthia Bryan, you can visit CynthiaBryan.com and then shoot me an email, CynthiaBryan.com, Brian with an I. Uh, let's see. Oh, the the other website for Be The Star You Are is just btsya.org. And we are still taking uh, donations for disaster relief. We're still working on the Camp Fire and other California fires. And then we will be doing um, a disaster relief for future. So it's always good to have something in the bank. So our aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know that you are already a star. Cherish the past. Dream of the future. And read a book this week and make it be the star you are. Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. You can read Ellen Mongon's uh, uh, chapter, The Gift of Wings, as well as all these other ones. Until we celebrate again next week, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be unapologetically authentic and spread your wings and fly. And grow new wings if yours have been clipped. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. 
Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.